What's good, everybody? My name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Money Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Tom Business. You listen to the Sports Business Podcast. And as always, this podcast is available on all platforms. So Google, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. Uh, you can also find us at the Twitterverse. That's SPR, at S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show. Um, you know, email me, you know, tell me what you think about the show. If you like it or not, if you ain't feeling it, tell me why. If you like it, tell me why. Um, make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. <sighs> now that I got that all out the way, um, let's talk a little bit about, you know, what we got going on today on the show. So we're going to talk a little bit about the play-in because we do have, I believe, four playing games uh, within the next couple of days. Um, we got some, co- we got some players or coaches, I should say. Who are in the playoffs whose jobs are going to be on the line like there's, there's no there's no hiding about that um we're also going to talk one more time about the los angeles lakers and i'm going to tell you why i'm only going to talk about them one more time um and then also we'll go into the dummy of the day too and this guy is just a flat out dummy like i just yo you'll get to hear why uh before we get into the sports aspect of things i guess this past i think it was either Friday, I think it was this past Friday, I guess the Academy Association or whatever the hell they're called, the people that do the Academy Awards, I guess they are banning one Will Smith for the next 10 years from all of their activities, including the invitation for Oscars and I guess anything that has to do with any type of nominations, he's not going to be invited or eligible for that for the next 10 years. I guess Will Smith was like, all right, I accept it. Like, what's he going to do? Say or and all and try to fight it for him. Open hand slapping Chris Rock. Um... Yeah, this is another story that I don't want to talk about anymore. Um, I Quite honestly, I think that's a little lenient. Um, if anything, I know it's kind of like putting toothpaste, trying to put toothpaste back into the bottle, but um, you kind of need to uh, take that Oscar away for uh, from Will Smith, if you ask me, if you really want to deliver a mark on things that won't be tolerated. Um, I get why they probably wouldn't. Um, because it's kind of like, well, what do you do with it? Well, I would probably do what I do with the Heisman. You know, college football stripped the Heisman from Reggie Bush and O.J. Simpson and whatnot. And they just just vacated. I think that's what I would have done with this um, particular instance. But um, that's enough of that. I feel like it's just beating a dead horse. Like, there's really nothing that's going to come out of it. Um, that's To me, that's the only thing that can really make do or make right of the situation. Outside of that, I don't think Chris Rock is going to press charges, so I, I don't care. Like I said, I really don't get tied up into what's going on in Hollywood because, one, they don't pay my bills, and two, Hollywood's just weird, and it's just a whole bunch of weirdos that are involved with Hollywood, so, you know, and all the weird shenanigans that they do, it is what it is. Like, it's not, an, it's not, it doesn't tie my brain cells, and even I am in the media, like, I don't care. It's not, I don't, I'm not vested enough to even want to talk about it, so, um, but, I mean, there's so many people that are so, like, join at the hip and just need they thrive off of it and whatnot i'm not one of the people man like i I keep my life and i keep it pushing man um so yeah we're gonna keep it pushing we're gonna talk about the the plans um we got some liddy playing games that are coming up starting tomorrow um and I'm, i'm telling you right now there's a couple of games you got the brooklyn nets against the cleveland cavaliers um that looks very very interesting right now um I would, if you'd asked me maybe a month or two, maybe a month ago, 
um, who if, if Cleveland had a chance, I'd have been like, oh, yeah, I think Cleveland might even beat Brooklyn. Um, just based off the fact that maybe just even three weeks ago, number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets wasn't even allowed to play in any home games. Um, now that's changed. He's allowed to play. Um, Jared Allen, who is the center of the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's out um, indefinitely right now. Um, and the Cavs were, I think, at one point, like a top three or four seeded team in the East. And they dragged all the way down to, I believe, the seventh seed. Um, and just injuries kind of uh, hit them. Um, they took a kind of they took a step back, um, being the fact that, you know, even though this is a season where nobody really expected the Cavs to make this much of a huge turnaround and they're even in the playoff hunt um, gives them, you know, gives them some type of credit of resiliency and just being able to not quit the season. Um, but I think Brooklyn's got this game hands down. Um, I'd be shocked um, if they lost tomorrow, because then next thing you know, if they got to play again, again, I'd be against Charlotte and Atlanta. And I don't, I don't see, I mean, I, if anything, I could probably see Atlanta probably giving a Brooklyn a run for their money. But with number 11 and, and, and KD, Kevin Durant, I think that's enough for Brooklyn to win at least one to two series coming up. Um, what's going to be interesting is if Brooklyn, I think so, if it's the 7-8 seed, I believe the winner of that game tomorrow automatically gets the 7 seed. 7-2, and two, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be... Uh, I think either, I think it's Boston. I, I have to look it up, but that's going to be an interesting seed, um, seeding um, right now off the top of my head. But right now, if you ask me, do I think Brooklyn's got a chance of winning the chip? If you're asking me, am I taking Brooklyn or the field? I'm taking the field, um, just being the fact that the East is extremely deep this this postseason, but also the fact that I don't think that um, you know they can turn it around and flip the switch. They're they're terrible on defense. They're one of the worst teams in the league. As far as defensive defensive efficiency goes, um, and not to mention, like I said, the East is stacked. Boston's very, very good. Um, you've got Philly that might give them a run for Melly. You've got Milwaukee, who I think can come out the East again, hands down, um, which is going to be very, very interesting. So you got a lot of teams um, in the East alone. Like I said, I got Boston, Miami, Milwaukee, and even Philly. Those four teams right there alone. Um, and then you throw Brooklyn in the mix. Like any one of those five can actually make it. But I'm, I'm saying if you got me. If you're telling me I got one of those four teams over Brooklyn, I'm going to take one of those four teams. I mean, it's it's only just. Um, so that's going to be really, really interesting. I'm going to tell you all right now, this this L.A. Clippers against the Minnesota Timberwolves game tomorrow, that's going to be pretty interesting as well. Um, again, the Minnesota Timberwolves, they kind of came, they kind of snuck up on a lot of people um, this season with Anthony Edwards. Carl Anthony Towns had a great season this year. You got D-Lo, D'Angelo Russell over there. You got Pat Beverly. They got a nice little squad over there. And they, they made some things. They turned some lemons and made it in the lemonade. Same thing with the Clippers. I mean, they had so many. I mean, Kawhi Leonard didn't play this season. Paul George missed a boatload of time this season. Norman Powell missed a lot of time. Uh, I think, uh, you know, name just to, that's just to name a few people. Um, and they were still able to play and make it in, and come in as a seventh seed. Um, that just shows me that they're 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 hungry and they 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 want it. So that's going to be a very very entertaining game where you got the young cats of the Timberwolves that are that that are really playing with house money at this point, going against a scrappy veteran team like the Clippers. And one thing about a Ty Lue team, they're not going they're not going to be quitters. They're not going to be tanking or anything like that. Ty Lue's going to get them boys to be playing every game. So um, it's going to be very very interesting to see. Um, about that. So and then you got Charlotte in against Atlanta. That's the ninth and the tenth place. I mean. I would probably pick Atlanta just because they do have that playoff experience. And then you also got San Antonio against New Orleans, where a caveat, a lot of people ain't talking about this, but 
word on the street in the 504 is that uh, 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 I was about to call that man Booger, Booger McFarlane, but uh, he looked just like Booger McFarlane. Zion Williamson. Um, word on the street is he's been playing five on five full contact drills, and he might play. There's not a, it's I put it like this: there's there's not he's not been ruled out of the playing game, which makes things a little bit more interesting. Can Zion give you 10 to 15 minutes of just changing up the pace? The game is in New Orleans, so it's going to be very, very interesting. I'm hearing that he hasn't been ruled out. Is just all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I wouldn't. Would I be surprised if he plays? Probably. But until they say that he's actually ruled out, because I believe Zion Williams' stepfather has been saying that he wants him to play at some point this season. So um, that's that's a very very tricky or interesting uh, part right there. I think it's more even. It's even more interesting than um, Ben Simmons. Uh, and they're saying that Ben Simmons more than likely will be able to come the first week of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, of the first round. He'll be able to play in the first round is what they're saying. He hasn't been ruled out yet, um, which is still such a weird finesse. What such a weird situation. This man hasn't played in almost a year. We don't know how your back hurt, bro. Like, is your back hurting that much from sitting on the bench this entire season? I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. Or do you just not have a strong bed? Like, I don't know. what. How your back hurt, bro? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but um, that's going to be very, very interesting. Um, and moving on, like I said, there's a, there's a, there's a couple of teams right now who I feel like their 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 coaching jobs are on the line. And I'm gonna start with one Glenn Rivers. Everybody knows I'm a, I'm I'm the biggest Glenn Rivers. Like I be I be I be on Glenn Rivers' bumper. I'm not even gonna lie. I feel like he is not a top 15 all time coach. Like there's no way. In fact, I think he's like the the number one most overrated coach of all time. Um, if you take away the Brooklyn um, the Boston Celtics championship, I believe that was in 08. What has my man done? Nothing. He didn't do nothing with the Clippers. He didn't do nothing with Dwight Howard and the Orlando Magic. I feel like every time he came in and did something, like another person has inherited the job and then gotten the job done. Um, and here we are again with him in Philly, which, I mean, they play a Toronto team, which Toronto, ain't, they're not a slouch. You got Scotty Barnes who... If you haven't been watching him, if you don't have league pass, I mean, my man might be the rookie of the year outside of maybe Evan Mobley out of the Cleveland Cavs. Scotty Barnes has been balling. Um, I think he's dropping anywhere between like 18, uh, anywhere between 16 and 18 points a game. Um, you got Spicy P, Pascal uh, Siakam, who's been dropping about 20 to 22 points a game a season as well. You got Fred Van Fleet. That's another all-star. So you got a team that's got a full, that's 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 solid. You still got some of that championship pedigree um, that they got uh, about three years ago. So it's not uh, it, like it, like like I said, Glenn Rivers is literally coaching for his job this uh, postseason. Um, where I wouldn't be surprised. In fact, and I and I'm gonna keep it a buck. Like if he he if he can't get his team at least to the Eastern Conference Finals, um, he gotta go. He he gotta go. And I don't want to see this guy getting like. I don't think he's done enough for him to get another. Like he shouldn't be next in line for another job and start recycling him again. Like he he, he don't deserve it to me. Um, give somebody else new a chance. Like he can be an assistant and be somebody's like um, like on their coaching staff. But as far as this dude running the show, nah, man, get this dude up out of here, bro. Like he ain't done jack diddly poo. Um, the the Eastern Conference Finals last year was just an embarrassment, and I know that had a lot to do with Ben Simmons, but still. I feel like they had a better team. If you, even if you take Ben Simmons out of there, for them to beat um, Trey DeBarge and the Atlanta Hawks last year, like they they should have beat them boys, regardless of what was going on with Ben Simmons. And that starts with coaching, man. 
It all starts with coaching. And the fact that you can't figure out how to implement Ben Simmons to the point where you can't even get him in the right right predicaments or anything like that, um, right positioning. Um, and I get it. He was a head case and he couldn't, you know, he was giving them wide open dunks. But that's something that you got to be able to push through. And I, like, I'm not letting Ben Simmons off the hook, but Glenn Rivers definitely gets a whole lot. Like, I, I'm looking at you very, very suspect right now. So I'd say Glenn Rivers' job is on the line. And if anything outside at a minimum, Eastern Eastern Conference Finals appearance, he got to go. Like, he got to go. Um, you're At this point, you're literally wasting Joel Embiid's prime years on, on nothing. I don't think that... Um, I don't think that he can take them to the promised land. I don't think Glenn Rivers is a guy who can take any team right now to the promised land. Another person who I'm looking at kind of suspect is going to be Quinn Snyder of the Utah Jazz. And I've been big on the Utah Jazz. I call them the Gonzaga of the NBA. I think they gave up, I believe it was almost three games in a row where they were up by 20 some odd points and they gave up. They lost. Um, I think it was three out of four games. There was another game where they were up by 20 some odd points. And I guess that was against the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken. And the Lakers got it within a few points, and they ended up losing that game. So, I think Quinn Snyder, I think the Utah Jazz, I'm not even going to lie. I think them between Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, I think they've checked out. Um, and I think they're going to, they're they're not going to make a deep run in the playoffs. I think they play, I don't even know who they play really. Uh, I think they play Dallas. I think they play Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let me see. Let me see right now. I think they played Dallas. Yeah, they played Dallas. Um, the good thing that's working for them is that Luka has a string calf, so that might save them. But I think Clint Snyder, if you if he can't get out of the second round or at least get him to the Western Conference Finals, I think it's a wash for him. I think it's time for that whole entire team to blow up. I don't see them being a contending, a contending team um, with that squad. I'm gonna keep it a buck with y'all, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a huge fan of Spider Mitchell. Like I, he's too inconsistent for me. He's not. He's he. A lot of people. I don't know if it's because they play in Utah, but he's not healthy. Like he can't stay healthy. I don't know. I, I don't have the metrics up right now. But Spider Mitchell misses at least twenty to twenty-five games a season, um, and that's just keeping it a buck. Like he's he's somewhat of a health liability. Um, but whether it's concussions, ankles, just all different types of various injuries, he can't stay healthy. Um, and, and the best ability is your availability. He hasn't been able to do that. Um, and another thing about it, and my other thing is Rudy Gobert, like, bro, you are, yes, you can you can block shots. You can grab 20 rebounds. But on the offensive side, you're very, very limited, and you're somewhat of a liability um, to the point where you're not able to hunker down on the defense. Like, I mean, yes, you're a defensive anchor, but you can't guard one through five. Like, once when a point guard gets on you, it's, it's barbecue chicken. Um, so he's starting to become a, a liability. Um, I don't see him in, even in the defensive player of the year category right now. Um, so I, I don't know. Mike Conley Jr. I feel like has been one of the biggest robbers, bank robbers in the NBA history. I think he's one of the highest grossing. He's got, got one of the highest. He's one of the highest paid uh, NBA players of all time. Why? I don't know. Um, I think he made an all-star team last year, the year before as an injury replacement. So he hasn't done nothing to me. Um, so, yeah, so the Utah Jazz, they're a fraud. Um, they're the Gonzaga of the NBA, and it's about to show. Um, if Luke, I mean, they pretty much have a week off since as of yesterday. They don't play till Saturday. Um, depending on how Luka looks, I think I wouldn't be surprised in the match. 4-1. It might be 4-1-4. Like, I'm going to say five. Gentlemen sweep. They might give them in five games. Um, so, I would say Glenn Rivers and, uh, and, and, and Quinn Snyder, they got... They got um, 
they got they got some they 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 coaching on a um, they coaching for the lives really and which which is really really interesting because I'm gonna bring those two names up uh, in a few minutes because their names are circulating for another head coaching vacancy which is just a hot mess anyways um, but you know somebody asked me today who do I have winning the championship I'm not gonna lie I don't know I don't know ladies and gentlemen I think Brooklyn can win it I think Miami can win it I think Milwaukee can win it. Um, I think Memphis is there, um, but I think youth might like a team with zero playoff experience might bite them in the butt. Um, and the crazy thing about this Memphis team is they remind me a lot like the 2015 Golden State Warriors team that won the first championship. A lot of youth, um, but the difference between that team and <coughs> excuse me, this Memphis team is that the Golden State Warriors actually had a little bit of playoff experience. They just brought in a new coach and they retooled things. Um, David Lee was a starting power forward, and I believe Eagle Dalla was the starting small forward. Steve Kerr comes there and he asked them to come off the bench, and they inserted Harrison Barnes and Draymond Green that year to kind of help the chemistry out to work to complement. Uh, I believe it was Harrison Barnes, actually, uh, to complement Andrew Bogut, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry, um, which kind of worked out in their favor. This Memphis team, I think they played in the playing game last year, and I think that's about it. Um, yeah, they beat the they beat the Warriors and they lost to the Lakers, if I'm not mistaken, how that went. Um, the thing about Memphis is they have I don't think I I don't think they have anybody on that team outside of Steven Adams that has playoff experience. That can help them or it can hurt them. I think with a team with a playoff tree that's this deep. Um, when you got a team like Denver who's got playoff experience, you got Golden State who's got deep playoff experience, you got Dallas who's got some playoff experience, you got Phoenix who, I mean, they might win it all this year. I think that might that might hurt them this year. I think you might bite them in the butt. Um, you got the two three matchup in the second round that would go against Golden State and Memphis. And I'm not this isn't me being a homer, but I think Golden State's experience, barring whatever Steph Curry looks like, I think might be able to put him over the top. Um that's just me, um, but I do like this Memphis team a lot. I just don't think that, it's, that this is their time. I think Phoenix is way more advanced. Um, I think that Denver. A lot of people are sleeping on Denver. I don't, uh, you know, I, I, they're gonna. The Golden State Warriors have their hands tied with them. We don't know what Steph Curry's looking like. He's coming off of a almost a, almost being off for a month. And last, like I said, I think it was on this podcast last time I got on the show. The last time Steph Curry missed this type of time, it was the, the 2016 season. He didn't look right in the playoffs um, coming into that second round against New Orleans. Um, he didn't look right. So um, I, 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 it's going to, you know, the, the fact that him, Draymond, and Clay have only played 11 minutes this season, I mean, it's, it's going to show. Um, and so if I were the Golden State Warriors, I would try to get Denver up out of there five games max anything other than that you're playing with fire at that point so memphis i mean they're a great team i just don't think it's their time right now i think that this year's experience will gather gain them and give them more even more motivation next year they're gonna have a little bit of that they're gonna they're gonna taste they're gonna taste that playoff experience this year and that's gonna give enough for them next year to keep it pushing so um i got i got memphis probably out in the second round um, against Golden State, so I think it's going to be between Golden State and Phoenix. And right now, Phoenix is balling. Um, Phoenix is balling. The only thing I feel like Phoenix, what's going to hold Phoenix back, is probably going to be a fluky Chris Paul injury. Like um, I think it was last year, even last season, he had like COVID or something like that, or he had like got came in close contact with COVID, um, and that kind of threw that derailed them. 
um, two years, I think three years ago, it was actually four years ago now, when he popped his hamstring against the Golden State Warriors, which probably was their best chance of beating the Warriors. Popped his hamstring, they didn't do nothing then, and then I think it was a year after that, they lost in the second round to the Warriors or something like that, so... Um, it, it's all based off of what Chris Paul's health is looking like, and it's always been a liability, especially in the playoffs. So, if Chris Paul can stay healthy, then yeah, I, I, I think that Phoenix can go all the way this year. Um, I think they can win it. Um, I, I probably have Phoenix and Milwaukee in um, as a rematch this this NBA Finals. So, um, which is good. I mean, I mean I'm, I'm cool with that. I think Giannis, freaky Greeky, he's been balling out. Um, I think they have been the most consistent team in Phoenix. I mean, they set the franchise record for the most wins this season. So, um, I think they're they're. they're I think it might be a Phoenix, uh, uh, Milwaukee rematch again this season. So, um, that's who I think I who I got right now. Um, but that can change, man. You know, the playoffs. This is the most exciting time of the year, man. So the playoffs has finally started. It's the first time we've getting like legit playoffs with fans and stuff like that in the getting this year. So I'm really excited. Quiet as it's kept, I might try to shoot up to the Bay or shoot up to Denver, try to catch one of these games. Um, so you never know with me. Um, so that's why you guys follow me on social, social media, Money Compton on Instagram. Um, keep it pushing. And I said this early this today, or while we was talking about the show. I don't want to talk about this team ever until free agency um, to keep it a buck. And that's the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I'm not going to give them no more shine or no more dead. Like, this is just dead, dead airspace that I'm giving now. Dead, dead, dead. You know, this is just no news, but um, apparently yesterday they fired their coach, Frank Vogel, after I think it was like 18 months since they just won a championship. Um, word on the street is Quinn Snyder and Glenn Rivers are being considered head coaches for that job. I don't know why you want to bring more trash in um, to try to fix the trash that you got now. Um, but who cares? Like this, this, this franchise is just a disarray. Um, and it's crazy. You got one of the, the franchises in sports, worldwide sports. I'm not even talking about American sports. I'm talking about worldwide. This is a brand um, for the last 60 years that has that has had a pillar, um, some type of form of a athlete, like a world renowned athlete. You can go from Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Shaq, Kobe, um, LeBron. Like almost for six decades, they have had a top three to five player in the league. And we're now we're going into the twilight years of LeBron. We don't know if a Anthony Davis can be that guy who can take over, um, who can carry the torch and continue this Lakers legacy. He's been too much of a liability. We don't know what Russell Westbrook is going to do. It sounds like he's going to cash in and get that $47 million, which is smart because this is his last payday. Um, anytime after this, is probably going to be the league minimum for him. It's just that he's, he's burnt out. Um, but to do Frank Vogel like that, to make Frank Vogel the scapegoat, um, is a disservice to him. I would be looking at Rob Palinka. Hey, does anybody realize like Rob Palinka be looking like Rob Lowe? Like, I'll be getting them too mixed up. But Rob Palinka, he need to go. Um, here's the thing about Rob, man. Outside of him being Kobe Bryant's agent, I didn't know who the hell this dude was. Like, I didn't know what he's done, anything outside of the fact that he was Kobe Bryant's best friend and he was his agent. So, I mean, I, I guess. I mean, I guess that gets you a job in the Lakers um, front office. And it seems like there's a struggle between the Bus family and Clutch Sports now on who's running the Lakers. I'm hearing that you got Kurt Rambis and his wife that are really, really good friends with um, Jeannie Bus, who's the lady or she's the oh, she's the owner of the team. But she's the one that's actually running the show. Um, I don't know why you have any of the Rambuses that are touching anything that has to do with the Lakers. So it's just too many damn cooks in the kitchen, and, and it's just nothing. nothing's being produced right now. Um, we've seen that LeBron is a terrible GM. 
Um, he don't know what he's doing. He's a great player, but he's a like his his NBA 2K GM mode is just it's, he like he I, he need to practice more because his GM mode in in real life has just been bad. Um, it, it's been really really bad. So I don't know what the Lakers do, but I don't want to talk about the Lakers. I'm not talking about them on this podcast or on any of my social medias until free agency opens up. They got nine. They, they're going to get rid of nine players, so they're going to bring bring back pretty much a brand new team again for the third year in a row. Um, and I don't know what I, I mean. They'll be lucky if they make the playing game. Um, if we keep it in a buck, LeBron's probably only going to give you 55 to 65 games a year. Anthony Davis, I mean, if you give you if he gives you 50 games in a season, that's a plus. Um, Russell Westbrook, I'm pretty sure they're going to try to buy him out. So they're going to try to trade him. They're not going to get it. Whoever picks up the phone for Russell Westbrook, you got to take whatever they give you. You got to take whatever they give you. Um, I don't care if it's the New York Knickerbockers. I don't care if it's the Charlotte Hornets. I don't care if it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Whatever they offer you, you got to take it because he's not working on that team. Um, you can't, you know, beggars can't be choosy at this point. So whatever they ask, just say yes because it ain't whatever else you think that you think, whatever you think that you can get that's going to be better than the phone call that you're on right now, you're about to play yourself real bad. So, um, yeah, I'm done talking about the Lakers. I'll talk about them in July, whenever free agency opens up. But I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna ask y'all. Email the show, man. Do y'all think the Lakers is a top free agent landing destination anymore? Like the pressure of playing with LeBron James. Like our teams, our players starting to realize, like, nah, bro, it ain't even worth it at this point. Like, I'm cool. Like, are, are people, are, are NBA players starting to get that fatigue where it's just like, man, I'm good. Like, I don't. It ain't worth it. Like, I'd rather have my peace in mind. Um, you know, I'm good. Like I don't, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that much of a microscope on me where every, every little move I make might derail my career. Um, you know, there's a lot of players that, you know, ain't been right since they played with LeBron. So, I mean, he's going to get everything out of you, but once when he leaves and moves on from you, what do you, what ends up happening to you? Um, I can't think of a player right now outside of maybe, maybe number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets. That's a renowned baller that is bald since they've left with LeBron. And even number 11, if you take his off the court antics, I should say, a lot of teams don't even want to deal with him. Um, if you look at it like that, Kevin Love, you know, he's now a, a bench player, um, a role player. Um, uh, Anthony Davis is, a, I mean, he was already a liability before he got to LA. He's even now more of a liability now that he's in LA. So, I can't think of a team. I can't think of a player when they moved on from LeBron that was able to continue being successful from outside of maybe number eleven. And like I said, number eleven won a ring with him, um, but hasn't been able to really do anything without him. So it's very, very interesting to see that LeBron doesn't really develop players. Like he doesn't. He's not able to move on and, and, and help players with their with their trajectory. So. I don't know, but I'm done talking about them. I don't want to talk about them, and I'm not going to talk about them. So if you want to hear something about the Lakers, go go to one of the mega networks, but you're not going to get nothing out of me. Um, and the dummy, before I move on, or actually, let me go on with the dummy of the day. And and I and I didn't, there, there was some scuttlebutt about players that were from the Boston Celtics um, initially. Um, initially, it looked like the Boston Celtics were going to be moved, playing the Toronto Raptors. And there was some scuttlebutt that maybe some players from the Celtics weren't that fully vaccinated. And then they kind of, you know, went with the, we ain't got to play him right now, so we ain't got to worry about it. But there were some issues where, I think it was like last week or the week before, 
um, Boston was playing in Toronto, and they rest. Apparently, a lot of their players didn't even make the trip, um, which started leading up to a lot of people asking questions like, "Yo, is Jason Tatum vaccinated? Is Jalen Brown vaccinated? Like, who's?" It was very, very interesting to say the least. And there was the rumbling started getting a little louder. Yo, what happens if the Celtics play the Raptors? I don't think it. I don't think it made the airways all like that, but it was definitely a thing. Um, it was like Bigfoot, you know. Nobody, people see it, but ain't nobody really, you know, want to talk about it. So, um, my dummy of the day has got to go to Matisse Thibel of the Philadelphia 76ers. My man. I at this point I'm gonna sound crazy. I almost respect number 11 a lot more than I respect you, bro. Here's the reason why. Bro, you, how you gonna go, stick your arm out, get one shot, and don't get the second one? And now, because of that, you can't even play in Toronto because the, the Sixers play the Toronto Raptors. Bro, what you mean you not? But if you'd have known that you only want to get one shot, why don't, you just, why don't you just get the one here to quit and just get the Johnson & Johnson? Like, you might have risked your, you want to talk about risking your life and getting a shot, and you could have got the Johnson & Johnson, and that you'd have been Dunsky. Like, whatever happens afterwards, I mean, I don't know, but... You could have been done with the Johnson and Johnson. Got the one hit of quit and kept pushing. But now, you didn't even get the second shot, bro. So now you don't even get to go to Canada. This isn't an NBA rule. This is a Canadian rule where you can't even get your passport stamp to go. Not on a work visa. Not on nothing. You get to sit at home, watch it on your league pass or whatever you watch your basketball games on. That's where you're going to be watching that. But how, like, and you're having the best, you're having your best season. You're probably going to be all NBA defensive first team. Um, might even be a candidate for defensive player of the year because I think he was a finalist last year. And you do all of that just for you not to get the second shot. And it ain't like one of those things where he got the shot three weeks ago and he ain't got. Like, I think my man got the shot like August and uh, he ain't got the second shot. Not only that, like, bro, where are you going to get this? If you were to even get vaccinated, do they even got vaccines? Like, do like do they are they going out to the to the to the dumpsters and, and dusting off the Johnson and Johnson? Like, I don't even know if you can get vaccinated anymore. Like, I don't I don't I don't know. Like, I haven't seen commercials. I haven't seen locations. I work at a, at a location that was having eons of people trying to get vaccinated. I ain't seen them boys out there since. I don't even know if you can get vaccinated at this point. Like, it's one of them things. If you ain't got to be well, I don't tell you, bro. Like, you could have went to you could have went to. CVS, Walgreens, um, you over there, over the, not too far from New York. You could have went to Dwayne Reed, got you one of the vaccines, and you didn't. You didn't get the one here to quit it. And now you out here looking like Boo Boo the Fool, and you got to explain to your boys, yeah, dog. I only got one. My arm was hurting really bad, bro. Like it hurts so mad. I can't do that again. Like, come on, man. You sound you, like, bro. You you dumb, man. Like you got to be the dumbest person I ever heard in my life playing the sport of basketball. So yeah, my my man Thibel, yeah, you definitely the dummy today. But anyways. Um, to end the show on a grave note, um, and I, you know, I thought about it just instantly. Um, Dwayne Haskins of the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, passed away Saturday, um, very, very, you know, suddenly the age of 24, um, was, was hit by a car, um, just by saying got hit by a garbage truck or something like that, um. But nevertheless, gone way too soon. It seemed like his career, he seemed like he was starting to figure things out in life. And the thing about life is that you don't have to be an all pro. You don't have to be an all star. You don't have to be, you know, a max player contract to finally start getting a hold on your life. And I felt like him going to the Pittsburgh Steelers was probably the best organization that could have took him in, 
sheltered him or welcomed him with open arms and, and, you know, gave him the year to kind of recover, give him a reset year. And I, I, I don't know what his future was looking like, but if I had to assume, I think he was even going to be up for the starting job of the quarterback for the Steelers this season. And just a sad situation. I mean, my man was a beast in Ohio State. Like, he was a baller. Um, I think through like 50 touchdowns in one season. So, I mean, he was just gone too soon. Um, you just never know one of those things. It's like your next breath is never promised, man. And the more and more I look at all of these tragic stories, especially here in the Vegas area with DUIs, people dying in car accidents. Um, the biggest, the most underrated blessing is being able to leave your house and come back home. Um, so yes, uh, prayers go out to the Haskin family. Um, I thought some prayers are going out to them. Um, and you know, once again, my name is Eric Compton. You're listening to the sports business podcast available on all platforms. If you want to get at me, you can follow me on Instagram at money Compton. You can also find us at the Twitterverse. Like I said, email the show, um, email me also like what's the dumbest excuse you heard of before getting out of work. So, um, other than that, we out of here.